Welcome to the Goracom podcast, where investors discover great small cap companies. Thank you for taking Agoracom with you and make sure to follow our podcast. Welcome to Beyond the Press Release, a production of Gorecom, in which we take the time to speak with small cap executives after they put out important news. And we're not just talking about one piece of news, we're talking about multiple pieces of great news. With us today, happy to have him back as always, Rob Anson, CEO at Phobi AI, trades in Canada out of the stock symbol FOBI, and for friends in the S of the stock symbol FOBIF. Guys, if you've been starting to use mobile wallets, and this is for new people who are watching, uh, or starting to think about using your mobile wallets, it's probably a pretty good idea because that market is scheduled to grow from $220 billion right now to just over $900 billion by the end of 20, by the end of this decade, by 2030. And what Fobi does is they're actually, believe it or not, a global leader in digital wallet fast technology. What that does is deliver real-time data analytics and engagement to drive customer activation, uh, both online, in the real world, stadiums, arenas, you name it. And more than just lip service, they've got the customers like Oscars and NASDAQ. They've got the partners like TELUS and Amazon Web Services. They've got the integrations like Lightspeed and Shopify, Pilots, too many to name, and most importantly, multiple acquisitions in the mobile wallet space. So when we say they're a global leader, they truly are. Let's talk about multiple press releases. Rob, welcome back, my friend. Hey, George. Thanks for having me today. Hey, before we go into some of the press releases, and there's some really key ones that you've put out that continue to show you're leading the way in, in mobile wallets. Talk to me about, I just gave, I just gave the numbers on where mobile wallets are going to go by the end of this decade. How's the Phobi mobile wallet macro picture looking? You know, pipeline, prospects, acceptance, all of that. Well, for us, it's going great, George. Uh, as you've seen with our various product releases, we're kind of redefining and reshaping the way the mobile wallet is used today. Um, we've seen, as you mentioned, with the Oscars for event ticketing. At the end of the day, I look at it as a credential, whether it's uh, access for a meeting at the NASDAQ facility, whether it's a ticket for a particular event like the Oscars, um, it's all of the value added services of which we've delivered to the market that makes for this seamless user experience. And of course, from an operational perspective, the real time automation of understanding all the various levels of engagement and access and entry and permission base, it always comes back to the data. So. We're seeing tremendous uh, growth in the business. I know it's been a quiet summer for us in our terms at least, but uh, we've been head down and, and delivering new products and lots of, um, lots of opportunities that presented itself. I'm sure that we'll get into here in a minute, yep. but uh, the, the wallet is the way of the future. Um, much like 8112, if you've seen some of our other press releases around that, uh, going live now in the U.S. Um, grocery and convenience space. Um, I'd always rather be where the puck's going to go, as Wayne Gretzky said, as versus where it sits today. Um, we position ourselves as that transformative, future-proof investment and gateway that enables these very large organizations to fully transform their business. And, and if you're just a, a mobile wallet uh pass i would say okay well that's not that exciting because i was at the blue jay game last night i used my google wallet my tickets were in there show them away i go but what i love about what you guys are doing and i really noticed it last night when i went to the jay game 
the tickets were in my wallet. But after that, there's no engagement. They had the perfect opportunity to say, yeah. hey, George, you're coming down this J game with two of your buddies. All right. Well, while you're here, pick up a beer at Rob's beer stand or yeah. pick up merchandise or, you know, engage with us at some fan thing or something like that. And that's where I really noticed. I go, man, this is just a plain old wallet function here you're that's taking it. that's that's the difference george is that uh, the functionality that these organizations are utilizing today is 100 percent static everything that we've everything that we've built is is about utility um we look at it, as i said as it's an issuance of a ticket really though that issuance of a ticket or credential enables you to open up a communication channel to your point to curate an experience and journey to drive spend and at the end of the day, as what we look for to deliver is value to the user. User experience is everything. Um, much like some of the use case stuff and, and success stories from some of our golf events that we'll speak about here in a minute, um, it's that simplicity that enables these groups to get away from these manual spreadsheets, to be looking for names, giving away different paper vouchers for lunch, for the driving range, all of these things are now encompassed into one credential and that's our wallet. So driving engagement, check-in, reminders, all of these things are our normal course and part of our business that we're now growing across various sectors. Yeah, like last night, again, just going back, I'll, I'll finish with the J example. Uh, I wasn't sure what gate to go through. It, it would have been fantastic if said, hey, we see you're in you know, section 108 or whatever it was. Uh, you should go through this gate. And when you go through this gate, by the way, you can grab a quick bite or you can do this or you can do that. I just thought such a lost opportunity to get me to spend more money. Uh, and, and then I started thinking this is where Phobie is going to be capitalizing. So let's, let's talk about examples. One of your, one of your press releases pass greater by Phobie launches new multi-pass bundling capability. Before we, this before we had this conversation, some people might say, or investors might say, all right, I'm not sure what that means. Uh, it sounds kind of bland, but it's not, right? Let's talk about what, why that's so big. Well, it's much like as you just alluded to there, um, the groups that provide tickets uh, are simply static. What we've built here is now a means to onboarding someone into a ticket, but encompassing various other vouchers that enable them, whether it's a discount at the team store or online, um, Fanatics team store, whether it's um, it's all part of the programming, right? So think of it from this perspective is you walk in the door, uh, I'll use a trade show, for example, because this has become a very big reason as to what we built, what we did deliver was out of necessity and need and ask by our customers. And it's that example. Previously, you would go online and you buy a show pass. You've been to many uh, investor conferences over here, Lifetime George you get a pass to get in the door, right? You print off your voucher, you get a lanyard. Now everything's built in, into, the, into the wallet. So you check in auto automatically, um, autonomously, enables you now access and entry. You also have the ability to add to the bundle, your keynote speaker, your breakout sessions, your lunch voucher, your VIP cocktail, uh, entry and ticket. So all of these things we talk about provides interoperability across all of the different events, uh, touch points. And of course, what does it do? It opens the doors to engagement and notification that, uh, hey, we're running late, just a reminder, a breakout session 121, 
in room 12. Uh, it's all location enabled to George. So based upon your various um, position in, it also acts as a wayfinding to your point that gate 31 and Rogers Center is, is backed up. We suggest, you know, gate 24, whatever it may be. So inside that, that once again, that dynamic functionality that, um, you know, we're delivering to the market. Yeah, you're selling more tickets. At no point did my wallet pop up and say, hey, you're sitting here. It's the seventh inning. By the way, you want to buy two more tickets to watch the Yankees tomorrow? We'll give you 10% off if you buy them in the next 10 minutes right now. So that is that but, why you said in the – go ahead. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not just always about driving promotion. It's about functionality and value. Um, you know, I'll use the, the cruise, for example. Um, anyone who's been on a cruise understands that you book different excursions. Um, it's a very, very uh, cumbersome onboarding experience with various different documentations. Uh, once again, that's all bundled into the wallet. Swipe left, swipe left, scan in, scan in. It's seamless. It's connecting to their existing mobile app, uh, which is very important. Um, you know, you, I always like to use the example of Michael's now. Um, when you look at their web page, they're very much like a cupola's the way they do their business. You have the ability to print a coupon or a voucher discount. You've got their very extensive heavy mobile app, or you can now onboard a wallet pass with your 40% off simply by adding it to the wallet. One, one time use and it's done. So really it's about offering different choices. Not everyone's familiar with wallet passes or mobile apps. Um, they're used to standard old age print at home. Um, and we find the care approach is much more appealing to the consumer, um, as we're seeing that in the numbers, of course, than stick. Uh, much like government is always stick operated. Um, you know, that care approach moves them along nicely in a direction of transformation. And that's what we're seeing here today. Well, and to back that up, you said. Two interesting things in that press release that I picked off, and I'm sure some investors must have picked it out too. First, Pass Creator by Phobie is one of the most successful and most respected wallet pass companies in the world. I mean, that's a pretty big statement to make. Um, give us a little more context on that, because obviously you're seeing things in your pipeline or your discussions that obviously we haven't seen as investors yet. Yeah, well, it's, it's not just pipeline. I mean, David Swar and Alex Hal, I mean, they've been at this for 10 years. Um, you know, they were way, way ahead of the curve. I mean, a lot of this, George, quite honestly, is, you know, the challenge I deal with every day is just like that, explaining to investors that aren't familiar with the technology and why it's relevant to today's day and age, but more importantly, tomorrow, uh, transformation. So education plays a very, very big part here. Um, obviously, awareness, right? Uh, understanding the benefits, to your point, uh, of the past and how it's utilized, because you see a lot of people, of course, um, which is human nature, they don't like change. They're used to the same thing day over day over day as to what, how they do things and how they operate. It's just a level of comfort. Um, you know, COVID has done wonders for us as far as pushing that forced digital transformation and education, of course. Um, and when you provide the level of experience and value, that's when, the, that's when you get high adoption. And that's what we're seeing here. And that's the excitement of the markets um, in the retail market as to why, why Phobie and Pascator, because it's the level of simplicity of operational 
integration, but more importantly, it's the level of value to their customers. And that's why in the second quote that I've got here, you said, we've already had significant interest in this functionality from various prospects and sectors. And so once again, we've delivered what our prospects and customers are asking for. Can you give us an example of, I know you can't give specific names, but the type of companies uh, and sectors that were asking for this multi-pass bundling? George, it's the biggest thing how you know we conduct our, our business uh, development is we don't sell, we educate. And listen, you know, when you come to me and tell me, hey, Rob, I've got a problem, I've got a headache, my head hurts. Well, what am I going to do? I give you two Advil and a glass of water and you're happy. We, we were approached in this case here with the bundling by numerous different event operators uh, from sports entertainment to conference and trade shows, as I've said. And they came to us with a similar problem. We have disjointed systems, of course, from a data perspective. We're very driven now towards digital transformation, reduction of carbon footprint, ESG, all these stories that we hear today about the social economics and benefits of their decisions. But once again, it's about experience. They wanted to provide that digital experience that encompassed all of their credentials and their purchases all into one simple wallet. And really, like I said, much like NASDAQ, um, same thing there. Hey, can you solve a problem? Solving problems is, is the way we position what we do. And now, like I said, we're in a position that we're not force feeding people to, this is the way you have to go. We're listening and solving problems of, which add tremendous value to the organizations. How are you getting the word out, Rob? Because there's Oscars, there's NASDAQ, there's uh, you know uh, some of the names the press release we're going to go over as well. The good side is there's a massive market that's waiting for this. Uh, yeah. The downside is it's so many people. How do you get the word? How do you how do you figure out what sectors to target, which which companies to target, or do you take a broad based approach and with digital marketing? How do you get the word out? So George Com conferences. Well, uh, you know, says, I got to use these guys. I never realized I could, I could have a great solution like this. Well, I think a lot of it, George, is, is a lot of the events uh, we've done. Um, I'll use these two golf events that we, we looked at. I mean, it's opened up tremendous doors of opportunity here. Um, you know, when, you know, I've, I've met a lot of great people through um, charity events, of course, over the years by participating myself and in this case, supporting um, with the technology. Um, and th there are always people that have, you know, prominently business relations and, um, you know, you surround yourself by the right people, good things happen. You take care of your customers, good things happen as well in form of them. You know, everyone loves to talk about how great things are going and look at my new shiny toy. We, we spend very little on, on, you know, market awareness and stuff, George. We've, we've really taken a great pride into taking care of our customers and doing things the right way because that speaks volumes. And, and for us, we're at a position now where, you know, we've gone long and narrow, of course, with the, the top four global insurance companies um, to date. That's a big focus of ours. We're seeing tremendous traction of that. Some of these other opportunities in verticals that we go into, you know, I, I didn't see, you know, lie there in bed and think about, oh boy, we should be doing charity golf events and stuff. I mean, when you look at our, you know, integration and partnership with Lightspeed, very large golf venue operator from point of sale system, loyalty, engagement, messaging, communication, these all play parts of it. And 
fortunately we're in a position now where the business is coming to us and we're also a better position that through automation, we're able to onboard these in relatively very short manner. What role are partnerships playing? We've talked, I mean, in my intro, I talked yeah. about partnerships, but I talked about TELUS, AWS. What role are they playing? Because I think investors like to hear a lot more about, uh, you know, the efforts they're going through to get to their customers on, on behalf of Phobic. Well, that's part of my strategy early days was to build a channel, right? I mean, I don't want to be Qualcomm and have 5,000 salespeople. We don't need to be that for sure nowadays because what we do provide to our partners is of such value. Um, you know, obviously, you know, TELUS has been a huge uh, partner for us, especially this year with multiple different uh, enterprise deals that they've signed for us. Um, you know, when I look at AWS, a lot of our introductions to enterprise comes through AWS. So like I said earlier, um, we've got great partner support network, which has enabled us to remain extremely lean. You know, a great deal of what we do do to George is through um, inbound lead gen. So that means through the web page. We get tremendous amount of business development that comes through the web pages of Cupoles and Passcreator and, and Phobie and whatnot. So for us, um, the automation and communication channels of what we've built over the last couple of years is now all fully integrated. Um, and hence the reason why we've been able to streamline our operation tremendously. Uh, we're very lean and agile and light, uh, which is fantastic. And as we move now to more of the digital media ad agency approach, um, things become a lot fun, a lot more fun for at least myself because it's not juggling numbers of backend overhead. The heavy lifting's done. Now it's around contracts and, and nimbleness on the front end to securing these opportunities. Uh, I'm going to backtrack there a bit because I can hear everybody going back to the future saying, hold on, Rob just said there are multiple enterprise, I think he said multiple enterprise deals from TELUS. Are these deals we've already heard about or will we be hearing about uh, yeah. you know, here in Q4? Yeah, some of them we've mentioned in the past is pilots and whatnot. Um, others, there's new opportunities. I mean, there's multiple different opportunities that we're working on in different RFP stages. And, and for us, it's great, George, because TELUS and their sales team, of course, provide that enterprise RFP experience. They know that how the look and feel and obviously when you've got some other considerations as to their other interests uh, and partner relations. Uh, puts us in a strong point and much like it's doing right now for some of our other point of sale integration partners, we're the reason why they're landing other business because they have a complaint or a client that needs a certain integration capability with wallet technology or data intelligence segmentation, all these other things we specialize in, we get the tap on the shoulder. So building that channel gives us a much broader approach to things. Um, you know, we've started to find our sweet spot now and sort of that, let's call it SMB, which is your small to medium business category. And then we're letting the larger partners chase these large RFP, which are obviously longer processes of anyone that's in business um, can appreciate that. Yeah, so you got both covered because sometimes waiting for the home run contract yeah. can drive a company uh, yeah. bankrupt because George Combs waiting for this big deal yeah. but runs out of cash and there's no... So I love the fact that you got the Perfect. short and the, and the long covered. Well, we found great balance, right? That's that's the biggest thing here. You know, we've 
really spent a great deal of time the last four or five months on the go-to-market productization, commercialization, after-sales support and care. All of these things now are, are dialed in. And for us, it's a, a big reason why we're getting that repeat business. Um, and word of mouth is obviously voting very well for us. And I was actually going to go, you know, in the flow of this, the next one I want to go to is talk about the pilot, the 8112 pilot. But given everything you just said, I actually want to hop to another question instead, which is this financing. Uh, what you just said there seems to be backed up by the financing because you only raised $1.2 million and are basically saying this might be all you need. And I found that very interesting given the fact, and there's a couple of things I want to talk about it, but the amount is what intrigued me because at a time when the world is going into some real potential challenges uh, on the funding side, small caps are having problems. Uh, you only raised $1.2 million and it seems like you could have raised a whole lot more. So talk to me, does that speak? Is that a way, of, am I reading too much into it or should I be reading between the lines says they've got to be confident in their pipeline, their sales, what's coming because they only raised $1.2 million. Well, first off, George, I think that when you see the directors, officers, um, insiders of the company investing, that's always a thing that I look for. Um, in my other investments, of course, uh, our team is 100% bought in and very confident as to now where we're headed um, and the velocity and speed of which um, the direction is really shifted from heavy tech to more nimble, agile sales and R&D sort of now space, which is very exciting. But um, no, in this case here, I mean, I'm not going to get into the whole, you know, what happens in the market and, you know, predatory trading and, and financings that are offered through bought deals and these things. But I know where we stand. Um, and like I said, I'm always one that's very strategic and, and tactical, um, much like last year. And, you know, where I didn't see the need. I mean, we had a very large strategic investor that wanted to get in at a very significant multiple of what they got in for, what we allowed them in for. Um, this came through business development opportunities, as we were discussing with a group. Um, they came to the table and said, hey, as you're publicly traded, we'd like to get a large position of the company if we can. Um, you know, it looked good, of course, until I look at uh, in the mirror. Um, you know, I've done everything I can here to maximize value for shareholders. I've seen other companies, you know, do massive financing at the bottom here. And I, I'm just not doing that. Uh, I'm very confident in where we're going um, and where we're getting to. And, you know, next year with the pace of where the transition's gone from tech to sales and development now, um, you know, puts us in a strong position for cash flow positives. So, I don't anticipate, um, you know, the need for for money um, from the street. And that's, that's great. Us, yeah, it, it puts us in a, a very good position. Um, you know, it's uh, challenging the markets today, as we see here. And uh, we've just kept going, right? We, there's a lot of noise all the time with us, of course, and whatnot. Uh, it is what it is. Like I said, I, I'm just numb to it now. For me, I just make the best decision I can each and every day. And, and this was a no brainer. And when I saw the support from our team of, Hey, you know, what, uh, what does this look like? Can, can we all get involved here? And, uh, that's a big deal, right? 
So this this mystery strategic investor seven digit I think you refer to them as a seven digit investor um, yeah. is not necessarily an insider but a strategic. No. Yeah. No, it's it's a hundred percent strategic. It's nothing related to capital markets to the street. It's it's no one who's you know like we see unfortunately with a lot of other companies they get forced to take bought deals that are just pure short covers, right? Um, this this financing here was the right amount uh, for many reasons, as I've stated, and it puts us in an incredibly strong position, I think, to the market as well. Um, but no, this uh, the, the, the shares are in the right hands, put it that way. Yeah, for people at home who may not quite understand the nuance of strategic, so this, uh, this is someone who has a vested interest in the future business success of yeah. FOBI, and I'm just, again, general definition is I don't know who it is, but strategic, yeah. that's generally who it is. They want to put money into you because they believe in the business and where it's going. They're not just George Cholas wants to invest as much money as he can, as cheap price as he can, because he wants to flip it yeah. out four months from now. Um, yeah, yeah, I so think what, yeah that, it also sorry. bodes well too, George. And, and the, you know, like I said, it. We, we picked the right number, right? I mean, it would have been very easy to, to take more, um, you know, but they said for us, it's um, I'm trying to do everything I can to maximize value for everyone. And, um, you know, I'm very cognizant as to our existing shareholders. And this hopefully is seen as a vote of confidence, solidarity of not just our team, but, um, you know, the overall strategy of the operations as well um, for non-dilutive means to further um, options down the road. We've got great support. So. Well, if a non-capital markets kind of strategic investor who loves the operation and the business is putting their money where the mouth is and wants to do more, but not allowed to do more, that's always a good sign. It doesn't guarantee anything, but it's a very, very good sign. Well, it is. It's, it's also very appealing to you, George, because you look at the associated fees that the capital raises right now. I mean, they're astronomical, right? So, you know, the savings and, and the placement alone of six figures plus yep. coupled with the savings of the broker warrants and further dilution. Uh, and pressure on the stock. I mean, I'm very proud of what we've done here. It's the right move and uh, puts us in the best position possible. And I mean, again, I can't guarantee anything, but the good thing about management insider strategics is they're not going to be selling four months and one day from now, which is unfortunately yeah. what happens a lot with the typical capital yeah. markets guys just want to try and get a good deal. So what does, you know, what does George do? He says, I've got all these full be warrants. So I'll just dump out the stock, get as much of my money yeah. back. And then I'll sit in the warrants like a lottery ticket. That doesn't seem like, and we can't speak to that, but it doesn't seem like this is what this group is going to be doing. Because No, I can assure you 100% that's not what this group is about. This is All about right. a long-term play and partnership and strategy is to the business side and uh, something I'm very, very pleased about. All right. Nice. Great to hear. And way to lock that down, Rob. I think you speak on behalf of everyone when I say that. Finally, I want to talk about this, the pilot. Uh, the 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 cupos. Phobia. Phobia is part of one of the first N10 pods tracking key miles phones for 8112 universal digital coupons, right? First of all, how's the macro for digital coupons? We've been talking about it for, yeah. for a while. Obviously, technology had to proceed. It seems like it's there. Are there a lot of CPGs that are watching consumer packaged goods companies that are going to be watching the results of this, of this pilot? Yeah, I mean, obviously, with inflation the way it is, um, on the south side of the border here in Canada as well. Um, you know, we've seen a big influx in obviously um, 
people looking for savings, um, you know, stay tuned. There's a few other pieces of the puzzle that are, are, are coming together very quickly as well and anticipate some upcoming um, news around that. But um, no, when you look at 8112, it serves a purpose and it's a problem. As we say, solving problems, it adds value for everyone to all the key stakeholders. And in this case, it was not just the fraud component of, of the CPG manufacturer, um, which is a major, major issue for them uh, previously, but it's the reconciliation is the big one for the retailer. So you've almost got real time simultaneous reconciliation, whereas before it could take up to six to nine months for you as a retailer to get your money back. So this is a huge, huge deal. I know a lot of the market doesn't understand this part of it yet, but um, you know, if, if you look uh, closely at the Veracast um, deal that we did, this is very, very lucrative for us uh, the minute that this goes live at scale. Um, you know, TCB and, and Brandy and team have done an amazing job uh, throughout this of education. Um, I don't want to speak and steal a lot of their thunder, but there's, um, this isn't a matter of, um, you know, if it's a matter of when it goes live mainstream in big box. And uh, we're extremely, once again, very well positioned as to where the world's going as opposed to where it sits today. And uh, to back that up, there was one excerpt from one of the quotes of one of the participants in the pilot who said this, and it struck me. Finally, a single point of truth for coupon data. I mean, that almost yeah. sounds like a, 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 someone who's been exasperated and finally gets the solution they wanted. A single point of truth. You don't find wording like that very often in, yeah. in, the, in the finance world. No, it is. I mean, really, as I said in the beginning, it's always about the data. Right. So this is my strategy and has been my strategy of we have the data intelligence capabilities real time um, across all of our various entities. Now, I looked at the wallet as the activation channel. Um, you know, it's that communication bridges you were asking for yesterday, the Blue Jays to provide to you. It's the CPG manufacturing marketing channel. And for the consumer, it's the point of value. Uh, everything now is bundled right into the wallet. Um, Offline, online, walk into the store, you go to the till, you scan your, your digital wallet card, your 25 different promotions, coupons are all built into that one QR code. It's scanned and instantaneously redeemed uh, at the till. And all of that data is provided to all stakeholders and gives that real-time clearing, which is a huge, huge deal. Is this, am I, tell me if I'm overstating it, is this the iTunes moment for both coupons and mobile wallets. Because I and what I mean by that is that quite often I look at industries that need to be just refreshed. And I say, that's an industry, the widget business needs to be Appleized, right? Where it can complete turn its head and modernize. Is this the iTunes moment? Is this the Apple moment for, for the coupon industry? Yeah, I don't think it's just coupons. I mean, really it's, it's for the retailer and the brand manufacturer um, being able to provide digital one-time use authenticated coupons, if you will, vouchers, um, is, is a huge, huge deal uh, for them. I mean, grocery predominantly, especially in the Southern US, is very legacy and antiquated in, in their practices. And that was one of the biggest things which um, you know appealed to me about Cupels, quite honestly, was it was the business practice of yesterday and today 
in the print at home. Um, it's the current model of the, the mobile app, and it's the next evolution, the transformative solution, which we provide with a wallet. That ability there of offering all three, we're the only company worldwide that offers that, all three. So like I said, I don't think people truly understand what this means, but I do know that um, when Annie, our CFO, came on board, that was the big highlight on, on this as to what this looks like for the company in coming years. So it's uh, very exciting to see the growth of it and to be on the forefront uh, of driving innovation and adoption and usage um, bodes extremely well for us. And finally, in that press release, you actually say additional CPG manufacturers plan to provide more offerings uh, for yeah. pilot. So it seems like the industry's really been waiting for this. And, and is a catalyst the retailers, Rob? Because I love that you mentioned it earlier, but I picked that out of the press release I have as a bullet point. I love the fact that the retailer gets paid on the coupons much faster. That's got to be a big catalyst, right? Where but it is. It's the Trojan horse, right? You need that catalyst to your point to what drives adoption. One, it's the CPG saying that as of next year, 90% of our marketing dollars are going to go towards 8112, which then all of a sudden, guess what? As you and I as a retailer, we need to ensure that we're 8112 enabled, right? Two, it's that. What is the other pain point for the retailer? It's the very cumbersome, manual, antiquated model of which exists today. So TCB solved all of that. Now offering that real time, not just data, which gives marketing attribution, campaign performance, you know, paired items, all these other things that we provide, but it also more importantly gives the retailer the value as to why do I convert to this? Because instead of six to nine months, of you getting paid, you're remunerated almost instantaneously. Yeah, I mean, that's a massive paradigm shift. It's a Cash huge flow shift. is everything in businesses. You don't, you, you don't want to wait for your money to come in and you're effectively financing the CPG brand. You're getting yep. it because it's wallet. How instantaneous is it? Same day, 24 hours. I mean, whatever yep. it is, it's way better than the existing system. Exactly. And that's, that's really the key. It is the catalyst to your point. And you know, these sorts of positioning things also play well into our social influencer um, and affiliate marketing um, platform that we built uh, with Cupulse now as well. Um, using those third-party social influencers to drive to in-store uh, conversion, huge, huge, huge opportunity for us. And when I look at, uh, you know, some of the use case stuff we're doing there, um, we could ultimately give the wallet away for free because the conversion customer acquisition cost is so high for these individuals in finance, insurance, telecom, auto industry, it's, it's massive. So for us, uh, as I said, we're, once again, it's just driving new innovation and it's a lot of fun now because the, the capabilities in which we possess from all the great work that our engineering team has done uh, enables us to plug and play those a la carte menus now that uh, here's a credential, uh, what do you want to do with it, right? And it's that uh, agility of which we bring that uh, creates that exponential value. Rob, as always, it's awesome to have these interviews with you because you're right, so, much, so many of us are so new to mobile wallets and what can be done and what the advantages are for the, for the brands, what the advantages are for the retailers, what the advantages are for us, that we don't know all those things and when we see some of these headlines, they look great for sure, but yeah. the nuances are really what gets me excited. I'm sure a lot of people 
loved hearing uh, what you just had to say because you just add so much more context that now the light bulb goes off and you say, okay, you know what? Now I really get the power of all this. Last word to you. I'm out of questions. Is there anything that I didn't cover? Because uh, it's, you know, we took a little time off there in the summer. Is there anything I didn't cover that you want to you want to address? Yeah, I would like uh, obviously to thank our shareholders for the continued support. Um, you know, I believe we're in a very strong position moving forward to close the year out. I understand it's been a lot of trials and tribulations in, in the market since December. Um, you know, obviously that pains me as well to, to see the loss of people, not just um, in my stock, of course, but right across the board. That's been affected. I know that's not easy and it would be easy for people to to give up hope some days in, in the market when, you know, you see the Dow up 500,000 points day after day after day. But the, the level of support and reach out that I get on a daily basis is it's pretty cool. Like, it's truly remarkable to me that uh, the support that we do get. Yeah. So well, like this said, shareholders, and I think, like I said, George, we're extremely well positioned um, to weigh the world's going. And like I said, um, the stars are, are starting to align. And sometimes it doesn't happen as quick as you would like, of course. But, um, you know, like I said, it's no matter of um, if for a lot of these, it's just a matter of when. Uh, that catalyst launches, as you said, for 8112 and others. And stay tuned as yes, there'll be a very detailed corporate update um, coming in short order. And I get asked that every day since we last spoke. I think uh, I said that there would be a corporate update and there will be. Uh, everything we've done is for a reason and strategic. And um, I look forward to next interview. Thanks, Rob. Looking forward to the corporate update. Look forward to next interview. But thanks a lot for today, my friend. Thanks, George. For everybody at home, you've been watching or you've been listening by podcast on Spotify, Google, Apple, your favorite podcast platform. To Rob Anson, CEO and founder of Phoebe Trades in Canada, the stock symbol FOBI for friends in the S, FOBIF. For those who knew the story and you want to learn more about the company, do due diligence, get to the company's profile page on Agoracom because there's a lot going on here. A lot of moving parts. So we've gone out of our way to really make a layman's nice foundational uh, educational piece for you there. As Rob says, educate and inform. Once you've got that, head over to the Foby website to your deep dive due diligence. Thanks for joining us. Have a great day. See you next time. Hey guys, this podcast is over. Don't forget to help your company by liking it or even leaving a comment. And then... Don't forget to help yourself by following us on Spotify, Google, Apple, or on your favorite podcast platform, so you will never miss another one great Agora Gomez Small Cap Podcast.